0: Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Save Me and Aussie, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Amber, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiast, Kylie. Hi. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Hello. Unfortunately, we do not have our uh, figurehead Katie with us today. She's dealing with some family business, so it's just the three of us today. Wah, wah. But today we are bringing you the show, The Last Five Years. Da, da, da. Woo. I'm super excited about this one. I'm a big fan. Have either of you heard of it before? I have never heard of this. No. Nope. Cool. New things. Why don't
1: you tell us for. all about it, Amber? No. Okay.
0: Okay, bye. Episode over.
1: Uh, thank <laughs> you all for listening to this episode of Save Me Now.
2: <laughs> if you would please leave a five-star a five review on Apple, that'd be greatly appreciated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Alrighty, so, The Last Five Years. Musical was written by Jason Robert Brown. And it was actually inspired by Brown's failed marriage to Teresa O'Neill. O'Neill actually sued Brown, saying that the musical violated their divorce decree by representing their relationship. Oh, wow.
1: that's an interesting uh, so, suing process.
0: Well, Brown then sued O'Neill oh. <laughs> for interfering with his creative process. Oh, okay, cool. so, sure. Having a great time. And so as settlement for these two battles, Brown removed references of the female character being Irish Catholic and changed the name of a specific song to, like, remove some references to his ex-wife. Hmm. So, sure. Okay. So this musical does play with time, which is pretty fun. It tells a story of a five-year relationship between Jamie Wellerstein, a rising novelist, and Kathy Hyatt, a struggling actress. So, Jamie's story is told chronologically, so it's from the when they meet to when they split, while Kathy's is actually told in the opposite direction, so from when they divorce to when they start, and they, like, alternate scenes, and they cross over in the middle.
1: Hmm. That sounds confusing.
2: So, they Benjamin Butt in it?
0: They, yes and no. It's interesting. So, just uh, strap in, I guess. So, yes, it it can be a little confusing to listen to, especially if you just listen to the soundtrack, because even though the soundtrack does give you a lot of information, you might not catch that it's that, like, jumping back and forth unless you're really closely paying attention. So, that's what we're here for. This show debuted at the Northlight Theater in Illinois from May 23rd to July 1st, 2001. The original Chicago cast featured Norbert Leo Butz, who is a favorite of ours. Butz! And Lauren Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) Butz! During production, Kennedy actually had to leave for another show, and so she was replaced by Sherry Renee Scott. The show moved off-Broadway to the Minetta Theatre on March 2nd, 2002, and closed on May 5, 2002. This production also starred Butts and Scott. This production won a Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Music and Lyrics, which is pretty great. Wow. Yeah. The show was then revived in 2013, off-Broadway at the Second Stage Theatre. Internationally, the show has premiered in Paris, France in 2013, in Belfast, Ireland in twenty fifteen, in Stockholm, Sweden in twenty eighteen, and in Basel, Switzerland in twenty
2: nineteen. Wow. Been around. So doing a Weird lot of places. Recent
0: stuff. Just kinda yeah. On September twelfth, twenty sixteen, a one night only benefit concert ran in New York City. It was in support of the Brady Center, which works to prevent gun violence. And then another production ran in Syracuse, New York in twenty nineteen, directed by Jason Alexander. So he added two dancers to shadow Jamie and Kathy throughout the show, and this got amazing reviews. Ooh, Pretty interesting, Cool. I think. And then there was a West End production that opened in February 2020, but to mixed reviews, so didn't do as well. In April of 2021, which is very recently, an online streamed production was staged by Out of the Box Theatrics. It took place entirely in a New York City apartment, and it starred Nicholas Edwards and Nazia Thomas. And featured mainly black musicians who were featured on screen with the actors. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. In May 2021, Butts and Kennedy performed a 20th anniversary concert that was streamed online via YouTube. And then in 2015, so then also back in 2015, a film adaptation was released starring Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan. My love.
1: Oh wow! Never would have guessed.
0: Your love.
1: <laughs> Jeremy Jordan would make his way into one of your scripts. Oh wow!
0: And so this movie did receive mixed reviews and only 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I love it. It's a hundred in Amber's heart. This was actually my first introduction to the show. It was on Netflix. So I was like, what is this? And then I watched it and then I was in love. So, you know. And then the cast album was released in April 2002, but we are working off of the movie soundtrack because it's my favorite.
2: (laughs) Because it's got Jeremy Jordan.
0: Because it's got Jeremy Jordan. So you can find both on Spotify, but the movie version is what we are going to link in our show notes for you today.
1: Just for you.
0: Only you. Just for all you listeners out there. And also for me, because I love it. (laughs) Any questions, comments, concerns before we move into Act 1?
2: How in love with Jeremy Jordan are you? (sighs) So much.
1: (laughs) An unspeakable amount.
0: Fun fact, I learned during my research for this episode that in the movie, so there's this scene in the movie where he's talking to this receptionist. Apparently the receptionist is his wife.
2: Oh.
0: We're just going to pretend that that's not a thing because (laughs) clearly I'm his wife, so.
2: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) That's what the, what what are they called? Um, The stay away from me papers are called. What are those called? (laughs)
0: The stay-away-from-me paper.
1: Restraining orders?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) The stay-away-from-me papers.
0: Okay, Jeremy Jordan, I don't mean any harm to you. Please do not get stay-away-from-me papers (laughs) in regarding to me, please. Thank you. Are we ready for Act 1?
1: I don't know. Do we need any of those papers?
0: Stay-away-from-me papers. Oh, man. All right. So gonna start act one because we're not staying away from jeremy jordan we start with kathy sitting alone in her apartment and lamenting the end of her marriage she reads a goodbye letter that jamie left her and so she sings of secrets and lies so we kind of get the idea that maybe jamie did something and he's the one that ended the marriage but we don't know for sure she thinks that jamie has probably moved on just fine but she's still hurting and the song still hurting
1: but is she still hurting
0: i don't know yes <laughs> <laughs> So then we jump to the other end of this timeline. Jamie has just met Kathy and is overjoyed to be dating outside of his Jewish heritage. He sings that it doesn't matter who she is, if she has a tattoo, if she's a vampire, if she was trans. He likes her no matter what, as long as she's not Jewish. Wow. Yep. Uh, And this is the song Shiksa Goddess, which is pretty fun, I gotta say. But it's almost like his motives aren't quite right here. So it's not that he, you know, he doesn't like her for who she truly is, just for what she could be for him. And the song ends with the line, I think I could be in love with someone like you. Mm -hmm. Then we're back to Kathy, who is in Ohio at a theater camp. So Jamie has come to visit her, and it's her birthday.
1: Uh, A theater person. Gross. Yes.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, he can't stay long enough to see her perform in the show that she's in. And this leads to them discussing their issues. So he's choosing to spend his time with other people. His writing team his potential other girlfriends, to which she says that she's just making stuff up instead of, you know, spending time with her on her birthday, which is fair. I would also be mad.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And so this is the song, See I'm Smiling. She's anxious to fix the problems in their marriage and sings that they will have to try a little harder, but he just doesn't seem as interested. So that sucks. Back to Jamie. His life is going great. He's 23. He's a college dropout. And yet here he is getting his book published. He's also moving into an apartment with Kathy, which is a super great for their relationship. So excited. And this is the song Moving Too Fast. However, at the same time, we see Kathy working with her agent, and her acting career is struggling. So while one of them is succeeding, the other is not. ruh
1: row, Trouble in paradise.
0: There is much trouble here. Kathy is attending Jamie's book party. She sings about how he ignores her for his writing, but she loves him anyway. She wonders if he truly sees her as part of his life, but she's starting to question their relationship the song I'm a part of that. Jamie and Kathy celebrate their second Christmas together. He tells her a story, one about an old tailor named Shmuel. Basically compares her to Shmuel, so someone who's working and struggling to achieve their dreams. But Shmuel finally completes the dress that he's working on, which, nudge nudge, just happens to be a dress that Kathy wears later in the show. So there's a little bit of a stage fun for you. Oh. And similarly, Jamie promises to support Kathy as she follows her acting dreams. But also, he, who didn't really have to struggle for his artistic success, tells her to quit her job to pursue acting. Because that's going to fix the problem.
2: Sound advice.
1: You know, it'll fix your problems. Run away from other problems.
0: Yes. (laughs) The perfect solution. And he gives her a Christmas gift, which is a watch. So, symbolically, he's giving her time. Similarly to Shmuel, who in the story, his clock, like, stopped time so we could finish the dress. It's a whole thing. Mm. Hmm. And so this is the Shmuel song, and the song is super cheesy and has, like, weird inconsistencies, like a rough draft for any writer would. so there's that. For example, he rhymes Klimovich, which is a place without on a limb Oh. <laughs> oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how rhyming works. Yeah. Yeah. Shifting back, Kathy is at a theater camp in Ohio, and she's writing to Jamie. Or in the movie version. They're video chatting. And so she's describing her disappointing life among her weird colleagues. So there's a gay midget, a former stripper, and Wayne the Snake. Oh. I don't mean a terrible person. I mean literally a snake. Cool. And so she sings of all the things that she would rather be doing, like eating old fish or getting a root canal. Oh. Then being stuck in Ohio away from him, her new husband, and the song A Summer in Ohio. Jumping back to Jamie, he's sitting with Kathy in Central Park. Jamie proposes to her, and for the first time, they sing together in the song, The Next Ten Minutes. And while the show doesn't technically have an intermission, I'm putting one here. Wah-wah! Intermission time! Oh. Woo. So I know it's a little confusing, because it jumps back and forth.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, like, y- y- we see how the ending is. Mm-hmm. So it's more so building up to this middle part, but we know that they're, like, happy in the middle, so... I don't know, it's strange.
2: Yeah. Do we know they're happy in the middle?
1: I mean, they're, if they're both, like, intersecting at a part, I imagine they'll be, like, happily doing something. hmm I don't know. It's, it's hard to expect what will happen.
0: Yeah, it's weird, because you know that they're not going to end up together. Like, you know it's not going to be a happy ending, but also there's still that hope, because, like, you see them getting together and being happy, but you also see them being broken, so it's a weird, like... Yeah, it's weird to see that both at the same time. I'm curious as to what their thought process is with, like deciding to make it like this.
1: I have a hard enough time making stories on, like, a regular timeline. <laughs> I can't imagine writing and, like, chopping it up into different segments and being like, okay, we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're going to seesaw. Yeah.
1: We're going to begin our show at Midius Rest. Yes. Confusing, but I'm, I'm intrigued. My, my intrigue <laughs> is
2: peaked, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think they do the jumping back and forth well in the sense that like, even though like you see both ends of the timeline, you're still getting revealed little bits of information as you go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So like, even though you know they're d- divorced in the beginning, you don't know why, right? And we're not really getting, like, we're starting to see the problems, but there's not really a reason why they've broken up yet. Like, we don't see that till later, and...
1: Yeah, we're like solving a mystery.
0: Yeah.
2: From two different ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a maze. One person starts at the beginning, one starts at the end. They all have string.
0: Yeah, and you just have to find each other and then find your way out. Any other thoughts on Act One? How
1: is the music style-wise? Is it good?
0: Yes. So I think the music's a lot of fun. It's not too complex music, y wise. A lot of like strings and piano, like fun, nice to listen to.
1: Kind of like t- typical musical.
0: Yeah. Instruments. Like, you know, ebbs and flows and. But, it, and it definitely reflects the song. So like you start off, that first one's like very morose, piano, she's sad, she's hurting, and then the next one's like, I'm happy, I met this girl, yay, we're gonna do things! And, yeah. Yeah, and she's not thinks, Jewish! Yeah,
1: like a interesting dichotomy between the different songs.
0: Yes, so it definitely, like, the music really jumps back and forth in that sense too. Which I think kind of helps keep track of the timeline. Because it really does jump back and forth especially on the like ends of the show oh cool it's a lot of fun and it's not too long of a soundtrack like i mean it is pretty much the entire show in the soundtrack but it's also not that long of a show all things considered so it's an easy one to listen to i think katie and i listened to the whole thing on saturday like driving to one cafe and then the other you want to give us some theater stats kylie do I? Theater stats are
2: from Statista.com. During the 2019 season, approximately 11.66 million people attended Broadway musicals, and approximately 18.5 million attended touring Broadway shows.
1: That's a lot of people.
2: Yes, a lot of people. The average Broadway ticket cost for the 2018-2019 season was 122 U.S. dollars.
0: That's expensive. Uh huh. <laughs> wow.
2: It could be more expensive, though.
0: I mean, yeah, that's just the average, so...
2: <laughs> and your last theater stat is during the 2018-2019 season, it, we have a theme going on here with the years. Broadway musicals generate over $1.43 U.S. dollars in revenue.
1: Hey, guys, I think there might be some money in this theater biz.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of money in this theater business.
2: Holy <laughs> you just crap. don't get to see any of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's ticket costs, that's merch, and all that fun jazz, like, soundtracks, probably. Yeah, that's nothing to sneeze at.
1: Billion dollars is an insane amount of money. They almost got halfway to, to another one. Which
0: I will never see in my lifetime.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, that's crazy.
0: And yeah, and that's just one season, so like, it does this annually. Like, brings in that much money.
2: God, that's Money, nuts. money,
0: money. Yeah. There's some numbers for you. Don't have much else as far as promo talk. Just be sure to check out our website at www.ragdagnetwork.com and all of our social medias. Just search for Save and Elsie and you'll find us. We're out there. Any uh, ideas for Act 2?
1: Are you ready to get hitched in Act 2? I
0: feel like that's low-hanging fruit, but I'll take it. I, uh...
1: There's no, like, dire things happening
2: right now. We
1: kind of know how things, like, in the end of the story wind up. So it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's harder to...
2: Yeah. Are we ready to meet in Act 2?
1: Are we ready to meet the ending
2: in Act 2? And the beginning? <laughs> we
0: will do both of those things.
1: We'll do something, all right.
2: Are we getting hitched in Act 2? Technically.
0: Technically. So, okay, yes, so we will start there. Uh, so we left off with our pair singing together, and they exchange vows and get married. Again, that is the song The Next Ten Minutes. So the song is pretty cool. It's the only one, what's the main one where they actually, like, sing together? And so the song actually starts with dialogue from Jamie's perspective. So he's, like, answering these questions that you don't hear. And then it goes to the middle where they agree to forever, and they say I do, and they sing together. And then it ends with a dialogue from Kathy's perspective. So she's asking those questions that we'd previously heard Jamie answer. Bit of an interesting take on a song there. A little confusing at first, but once you, like, maybe listen to it a time or two, it makes a little more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, jumping back. Jamie's career is going Great. He's a published author and gets to go to all these fancy parties, like, all the time because he's so great and famous.
2: And talented.
0: (laughs) But he's also facing temptation from other women at these parties. And so you see his uh, ego coming out here because, of course, he's so great and all these hot women just want him, obviously. Uh, But he promises Kathy that he still loves her and is still faithful to her. Even if he's super tempted all the time by all these just boobies everywhere.
1: Come on, baby. It was just flirting. Nothing was going to happen.
0: Yeah. They're just boobs. I mean, yeah. But I like staring at them. (laughs) But it's not cheating, though. It's okay. (laughs) It's research. Yeah, that's basically how he is in this song. Uh, And so this is A Miracle Would Happen. Over with Kathy. She is auditioning for a role in the song When You Come Home To Me. So she just gets really down about it, right? The rejection she faces as an actress. It's hard auditioning against a bunch of other girls who look like her and sing like her and yet are seemingly so much better than her. And they're getting all the roles. And so we get to hear the mental dialogue as she's auditioning. So she's wondering if she sounds okay. You know, she doesn't want the director to stare at her resume. She doesn't like the shoes that she's wearing. She's thinking about Jamie and all this stuff. And this is the song Climbing Uphill.
1: Just got so much going on in that head.
0: She, she so much, so much stuff. So, Jamie wants them to go out and celebrate his book review, but Kathy refuses. He tries to get her to talk to him about what's really bothering her. He's tired of her pushing him away when all he's done is believe in her, so he says. And so, he accuses her of being unsupportive in his career because hers is failing Ooh. in the song, If I Didn't Believe in You. Yeah, that hurts a little bit, doesn't it? Ouch. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Kathy and Jamie are in the car, headed to meet her parents, introducing her new boyfriend to them, right? She tells him about her past relationships, about how they they failed, and about how she doesn't want to end up in a small town like her friend from high school. And so she sings about how she doesn't need Jamie to change for her. He makes her life better just by being in it, in the song, I Can Do Better Than That, which ends with her asking Jamie to move in with her. Mm. Back with JB, he uh, wakes up beside another woman uh oh Oh. yeah he he did it Mm. he did it and the song nobody needs to know and so he tries to defend his actions and blames kathy for destroying their relationship but then he turns to this new woman and promises not to lie to her and he says i could be in love with someone like you just like he does to kathy earlier in the show what (laughs) a jerk scum what a butt boo this man but then, of course, we see Kathy excited after her first date with Jamie. So she sings goodbye and proclaims that she has been waiting her whole life for him in the song Goodbye Until Tomorrow. Meanwhile, Jamie is sitting in their shared apartment, lamenting over their relationship and how toxic they were to each other. And he writes a good, goodbye letter to Kathy in the song I Could Never Rescue You. And so the two overlap on stage once more. Kathy waving Jamie goodbye until tomorrow, while Jamie just wishes Kathy... Goodbye. And that's the end of the show. Well,
1: that's just sad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's happy and sad at the same time.
1: got to watch the Hope die in two people.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: (laughs) Still don't like him.
0: What do you guys think?
1: I mean, yeah, he's uh, the jerk, obviously, because he cheated in the relationship. But even without that happening, it seems like, in the end, they weren't good for each other, so... Maybe it was just something that, like, had to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely better that they split in the end, because clearly, like, yes, he cheated, but also maybe she wasn't as communicative as she should have been. You know, I'm sure they had issues, you know, they both had issues there. It it hurts to watch them be so happy, but also sad. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't want happy people to be crushed, but it happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird, because, like, we've seen the end before we got to the end, so there's not, like, a whole lot crazy to talk about.
0: Yeah. There's really no big surprises in this show, I think. I mean, other than, like, the little details you get along the way, like, you know, he cheats on her, she's unsuccessful in her career, like, that sucks. Like, other than little stuff like that, there's really not a big, like, revelation, there's not a defining moment, it's just, like, these two weird timelines overlapping. Yeah. And yet at the same time, like, I don't think this is a show that would work in a normal timeline. No. Right? Like, watching them get together and then break up.
1: Yeah, then it's just like a, just a sad
2: story.
0: Yeah. Yep. With some music. With music, exactly. So, like, this almost has to be in that weird timeline to capture your attention, which I guess is the, like, main draw for it.
1: It's a weird thing where you can kind of directly see, like, how experience and time can... Change perspectives and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's the show. Nice. And even though it's sad, I like it. And I get the songs stuck in my head all the time.
1: Do you get a good majority of the show through the songs, or do you need to listen to the whole thing?
0: You get pretty much the whole thing through the songs. Nice. So there's that. I mean, there might be, like, other little bits of dialogue you don't totally catch, but...
1: And it's all on Spotify?
0: Yeah. It's all on the Spotify. Yeah. But... Like, you know, because of the messy timeline, it might not be totally clear on like maybe your first listen through because like they're sad, but then they're happy, but then they're sad, but then they're happy. How does that make sense? But I think the lyrics do a good job of being like, like mentioning time. So they'll be like, you know, something like they'll mention like, oh, five years ago when we got together or, you know, we're just getting married. And like they'll mention those things that kind of help you place them on their timeline.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so they kinda keep it a little bit together.
0: Yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening to this one, keep an ear out for those things because it really helps you place like where they are. And there's a lot of moments where like it refers back to itself, right? Like it starts with her reading a letter, it ends with him writing the letter. Yeah. You know, in the beginning he's happy that they're moving in together, and in the end we see her ask him to move in with her. So like
1: You can you can stitch together.
0: Yeah, you kinda have to look at the whole picture and you can stitch it together. I
1: wonder if somebody's done like a chronologic
0: like ordered uh, playlist, <laughs> Reorganize the songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> this goes here and this should go here. Yeah.
1: Slightly confusing story, but sounds good. Yep. I'll give it a listen.
0: Yeah, do recommend. And yeah, this the same story one that maybe isn't as like well known of the show as other ones we've covered, and hasn't really been produced as much as other ones we've covered. So if you have seen this one or are familiar with it, let us know. Obviously, there is the movie version that exists, but I'm sure that Norbert Leo Butz is just as good at playing Jamie, so he's pretty great, too.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll have to have, like, a watch party.
0: Yeah, should definitely watch this one, because of course I own it.
1: Yeah. On DVD. Let's do it. So yeah, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Save Me I'll ILC. Be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts. This ensures that you'll get our episodes as soon as they are posted,
2: and it's just cool.
1: So do it. There, take that.
2: (laughs) And if you would like to leave us a five-star review before or after you even listen to the podcasts, that'd be great on Apple. Apple. Heck yeah. You could definitely do it before. That's cool.
1: And, of course, the best way to help us out is via word of mouth. So please tell your friends, family, coworkers, pets, just anybody. Anybody that'll listen to you. Time travelers. Yeah sad people that are alone in an apartment, go find them and tell them about this podcast. Maybe they won't be so sad and alone.
0: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) So if you'd like to reach out to us about this show or others, because we do take recommendations for our our set list, the best way to do that is to email us at savemaynowseat at gmail.com. Or you can find us all over the interwebs. So we are on Facebook at Save Me and Seat. we're on Twitter at Save and Owlseat, we're on Instagram at Save Me and I'll and we're on YouTube under the Ragtag Network. And for more information on us and what we're doing and what's coming next and all that fun jazz, you can check out our website at www.ragtechnetwork.com. And if you add a forward slash merch to that, you'll see our merch, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So that'll wrap up this episode of Save Me and i Seat. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.